Little Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 KBGG. Mediacom and the Cub. Where's the Cub again? Carol, I think. Storm Lake? Storm Lake. Yeah. Network. Northwestern Iowa. We are network. They are currently getting hammered with snow. They are. And so uh, be careful out there. There went a storm warning north of the Des Moines area, north and west. And uh, I guess we're going to get a little something here, but nothing nothing like what they're they're getting, which is is what it is. Well, and, of course, we're, we're gonna, on the media com, which is, like, all over the Midwest. So we're we going to get we like this. your wife, yeah. just about an inch or two. An inch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, nice. I was just well, well very played, Trent. well played, thank Trent. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, that's a good Appreciate one. Appreciate that. By the way, this show is dramatically better. When you and I are able to look at one another. Well, it is. And, and also, we, to be fair, so this telephone is no longer going to be used for any um, – because I, I switched to my work phone, which is the same phone. But somehow when I did that, we had no issues last week. But it is better when we can look at each other. It just is because we can't – it's really hard to not to, to not be able to what's see really, reactions. What's really fun is to ask a question and have crickets in the background. Yeah, crickets. Did he, hello? Uh, hello? 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 Anyway. Mota, Mota, Mota. Manny Mota. Anyway, a lot to talk about on the uh, on the football front recruiting-wise here this week. We'll probably spend quite a bit of time on that. Of course, Hawkeye basketball in full swing. Uh, a loss last week to Maryland. Women won two games, and the wrestlers went down in Iowa City for the first time in 24 matches. We as, should probably start there. As predicted by me, they won exactly three matches. They did. But did you see? Did you? Did you? In your mind's eye, see Sorensen getting beat in double overtime. Sammy Brooks getting pinned. I did not see Sammy Brooks getting pinned. Uh, I, I certainly didn't. I thought Sorensen would win his match, and and he sh- darn near could have, but he he didn't. And then um, Stoll going down with a knee injury. He's out for the year, so we don't have him. Uh, and and then what was the la- the other one? Wilkie losing in overtime. We had opportunities Iowa had opportunities that made the meet actually kind of interesting to watch still even though uh, Penn State was was winning it um, and our local boy Alex Meyer of course kept him in it pulled it close there in the second half of, of the of the matches but couldn't quite get it done Brooks getting pinned was the, well, the end the, of the, was the end of the yeah the that, match. that was yeah. all she wrote in in uh, 38 seconds I heard on Trent's update uh, the other day uh, that was a shock and uh well, you don't sh- you don't see guys get caught like that, uh, particularly guys in the top five. Now, of course, he's wrestling number two. So, uh, he Penn, got it. He- here's the deal: Penn State <laughs> is really good. Yeah, yeah. And and yep. Iowa did not. I didn't think they wrestled terribly aggressive, and yet the Sorensen match was nine to nine. Um, mm-hmm. So. Of course, you wrestle like ten minutes. You might have an opportunity for a few escapes, and, and the, <laughs> or the, whatever. The Wilkie match went eleven uh, eleven minutes, and he lost in uh, riding time. Yeah, you know? by twenty twenty five seconds some, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and so it's just uh, they're close, but uh, certainly I think that'll give uh, Coach Tom Brands uh, some ammo for the wrestling room, which I'm not sure that he necessarily needs. But it was good to see Clark wrestle better. Um, my inside guy on the Iowa wrestling uh, squad said that Clark has a pretty severe shoulder injury that he is wrestling through and that will likely require surgery at some point in time after this season. Well, and he just, he's just, he's, he's battling through it. If you notice, he's got the, the whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he basically can't use half of his body to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Now the guy he wrestled was horrible. He was now one and eight or whatever, but, uh, uh, good to see, um, Gilman get out, have a tough match, still win. Um, I never felt like he was ever even really in danger. Um, and Myers, like you said, also, uh, wrestled well, but those two matches that went double overtime, you flip those at six points, you know, off of them and six to to the good, and you don't get stuck at eighty four. I mean, yeah, because clo- yeah, then it's twenty seventeen, and you don't get a pin at eighty four, and you're it, right in there. You're right? in a whole different deal. So yeah, if hips and butts were candy nuts, but the fact is, you know, that's right. how wrestling goes, and it's I think you know it's very similar in the Oklahoma State uh, meet where they what had was the someone final come score down of the Oki State meet. It was worse than that, I thought, but but it, a similar thing where they had Clark someone that came right beat. down to the end. Yeah, and you know so. 
Um, and maybe Trent can. I didn't see what happened. I just saw that Stoll was out. Tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. In practice? I don't know. We're talking about practice. I don't know. We're talking about practice. You know, those wrestlers, <laughs> I was, one of the guys was in a full splits. And I'm going, how flexible are these guys? Oh, there's a couple of times where I thought, you, you know. <laughs> and the oh, joints wow, and yeah. the things that they that they do, um, it's it's no wonder that they don't have more options. But uh, I'll turn the I'll more accents. Uh, yeah, right. More, uh, more injuries. The, I'll turn that down. I'll roll down the window. <laughs> Put that down exactly. <laughs> well, Friday they got Ohio State, so they've lost to number one and number two. Now they host number four, Ohio State. We'll see how that goes on Friday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. So Iowa with a chance to redeem themselves, to totally redeem themselves. And uh, get a big victory and see what happens there. And, and you know, the fact is they still got some, some fun down the road with the Big Tens and the national championship and trying to get some national championships, at least individuals, for uh, a couple of these guys would still be fun. Um, there's, well, there's ways to win points. When you was know? the last time Iowa had a national champion? Two years ago? Yeah, I think Three? so. What's his name two years ago? Oh, right. what's his name? Yeah. Oh, to did Clark win it two years ago? I don't think he did. No. No. It's it, it, so it, it. There's some opportunities here to make right. this to make this uh, a little bit of fun. Still worth watching. No, it was Still great. Wa- great atmosphere. Yeah. Great atmosphere last Friday night. Yeah. Carver Hawkeye. Would they have twelve thousand people or something? Thirteen five. Well, it's thirteen four or something. Like bigger that. crowd than the basketball team's been getting. Yeah. Now that's something we could to to talk about because. Iowa played Maryland, number twenty-five Maryland. Iowa, a lot of fans are for very are very excited. I understand uh, smaller crowd uh, for an eight o'clock tip, but for a six o'clock tip, I'm wondering where why it was only eleven thousand people the other night. Maryland in there, they did a gold rush thing and um, and sounded good on TV. Don't you, you can think? See, don't you just think it's this? They don't. They didn't sell that many season tickets. Well, I think there's some something to that, but there have been. There have been bitter, bigger, better crowds uh, over the last couple of years, and certainly in the history of Hawkeye basketball going back. Oh my and gosh, they've so just, just not been able to regain enough people who want to go and pay, I guess, to, to see to, to watch that team live, especially when the games are on TV. I get it. It's cold in Iowa and on a winter's night, and why would you want to drive over there? We don't. Right. But at the same time, Seems like they used to be able to get enough people to drive from Cedar Rapids and from the surrounding Iowa City area. The student section is literally one quarter as big um, as it was when I was there. Right. Um, you know, I, I started my my freshman year. I sat completely on the end, and that was the beginning of the student section, it, working its way to mid court. Right. So one quarter of that of Carver Hawkeye was students, and now I think they've got. The better part of the better part of one or two sections now instead of five, yeah. you know, and so the question really is there is you know is it students just have other things to do? There's more fun to go drinking at the bars or do whatever, or, or maybe perhaps they're more studious. I don't know, well, but uh, but uh, it's certainly not difficult to get off the can bus and go to the game. You well, know, so. the other part might be where they put, where they stick them, um, and if you watch a lot of college basketball and you look at Michigan and you look at Duke and you look at other places as to where they actually put their students, it's a, it's a big deal. And the students are behind the benches and they've got great seats and we've got, you know, ladies, ladies knitting and doing whatever. The only guy I ever see showing any emotion at that game is the doctor who sits down there in the front row. Stands up all the time. Yeah. Isn't he the, isn't he gasser? On, uh, on, I, isn't he the, um, he's, he's the, uh, anesthesia. anesthesiologist might who's be. on, uh, Tom's website on, on the, yeah, it might be gasser, I think. Yeah. 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 He's up and down all the time making, and he's cheering and, and he's in, he's in, apparently he's in the official's ears all the time too. He likes doing that, which is, well, funny. speaking of being in the official's ears, do we, I don't know if we have enough time to go into this, but what do you think about Fran going crazy at the end of the game? Uh, Trent says Tony Ramos. That's who we were looking for last night. Oh, Tony, Tony Ramos. Tuesday. Yes. Thank you. Um, oh. Uh, at the end of the game, okay. First of all, Iowa lost eighty four seventy six, down Big, sixteen. Come back, go, take the lead. Take the lead. Had a three point lead late with the ball, minutes, and and did it with Peter Jock not feeling well with his back again. Doing it with a with a basically the makeshift lineup on the floor of Bear and Wagner and Moss. And I want to say Creed, that wasn't Moss. Uh, Bohannon. Bohannon. Um, Bohannon Bear. Kreider, um, Wagner. Pete, 
in Wagner. But Pete wasn't on the floor during that run most of the time. Mo- that when they when they when they cut it from uh, like ten to take the lead, right? It wasn't Moss. Pete wasn't, on, Pete it was, wasn't uh, out there. They had they had Ellingson in there for a little while. They, yeah. I mean, they were rotating different guys. Anyway, um, so Rand went nuts at the end of the game. You know what he went? Nuts? He, I didn't see it, but there was something what he was really mad about. So what he, he was, was mad really, about the fact that there was no foul called on Jock when he was dribbling. They said after the game that what he was really mad about now. I would I would submit you are correct. Okay. Well, but that was what, they, what he was mad about. But what they what they said, what the sports information people let out of the bag was he was angry about that Maryland had been warned, officially warned for delay of game, you know, taking the ball out of the hoop and throwing it so that you couldn't get the ball inbounds and move up the court. And they did it again with under a minute to go at some point in time, stopped Iowa from getting the ball and moving it up to court and it should have been a technical foul and he was mad about that. That's what they were. They said he was mad about. Now, really, I think, I think it was that, and the fact that uh, that the the call. You know, the, the irony about that is not Jim Calhoun didn't know that. How could you tell what Jim Calhoun? Knows? Jim Calhoun knows more about basketball than you've ever even thought of. I know this. And I just can't quite discern it from half of what he says on TV. Well, I tell you, if you if you are able to turn it up, it's like watching a British movie. You have to turn the volume way up. Can we get so, subtitles? I maybe you could do the uh, should, the I, closed I, captioning I, on your own television. That would be an adventure. The words would be gibberish on the screen. You'd be like, "What do you? <laughs> exactly. Red rainbow? What is it? Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, but anyway." And I think Calhoun is pretty good to listen to if you can discern what he's yeah. saying. There, Jock flopped. Jock flopped again. It's like the fourth time where he's tried this, and he has yet to get a foul called under right. a minute in the game. And I don't, I it's, don't understand why he's going sideways and not going towards the basket. That's I, I that agree. is my complaint with that play. Is Peter needs to get the ball and go towards the basket, not go across the top or whatever. And his ball handling, he made some great passes uh, in about the last between the seven and three minutes. He did. He mark. made some, right. Like three or four just dropping dimes for easy layups and, and dunks and such. And it was, it was actually fun to watch. And all of a sudden, he gets that ball and then he can't dribble it. And so. I thought the, what was worst was the foul call. Iowa cuts, cuts it to three and they call. Um, two of the Iowa players get the Maryland guy in the corner. Oh, and that was horrible. And all the guy does is bobble it and throw it out of bounds. And he, nobody touched him. No, I mean, nobody touched him. Nobody touched the ball. Nobody. There was no foul on the play. There was, no, there was not a kiss blown. Right. Right. They didn't even wink at him. And Calhoun rightfully right, goes, right. So, I don't know what they're looking at. What there. are you looking at there? So they go make two free throws, then Jock goes down the other end, and, the, and, and well, you know, but you got to you have and, to give it up to, yeah. to Trimble. I mean, my yeah, goodness. Mello Trimble, is, so I would say that, it, it, look, Iowa had a three-point lead. He came down. He made two really, um, you know, deep. clutch, deep three-point shots, put Maryland up, and after all that work to get to where they got to, the wind just went out of Iowa's sails, and that was it. Wagner had a very nice game, twelve points, and and really came twelve and, and six, and and came in and and gave them energy. And Iowa had a huge advantage in the paint in the second half and on the offensive boards, which is great to see when um, they struggled that way in the first half. When you get nineteen or twenty offensive rebounds and lose, they got they took seventy shots. They took 20 more shots than this, Maryland. This is a team that can shoot well and did not shoot well that night. If they shoot like they normally do. And they still so, scored almost eight. Right, I mean, now some of that is Maryland defense, and some of it you're just kind of cold that night. And some of it's your best player has a bad back, which could end up being a real problem for the rest of the year. If you, if, if you anticipate Iowa being competitive in this Big Ten to the extent that they can win between six and nine games – Pete Jock's got to be able to he score has 20. To be able He's got to get 20. You, you can't be getting these you know, 14 points. You're right. He made some great passes. He's got to make the great passes, get the rebounds, and score 20 points. If he does that, they win the other night. If Pete Jock is, right. is who he can be the other night, they had beaten Maryland. That's just the way it was. Right. And, and, you know, this team is getting better all around, and they're learning how to survive even without him. At his best, but they're not going to win a lot of games until that, this year that way. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Get into some football recruiting. Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com coming at the bottom I want of the to hour. talk about Friday Night Lights, too.
And Friday Night Lights, uh, the Iowa version. Yeah, that, that too. All coming up on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and Mediacom. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking another look at the roadways, watch out for a few trouble spots. We got an accident on the east side of town on I-8035 near the East Mixmaster. Got an accident on the south side of town at Southeast 14th near Deal. The right lane's going to be blocked. And watch out for a disabled truck on the ramp from Highway 141 to westbound 8035. The rest of the metro running accident free. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic on 95 KGGO. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. A winter storm warning remains in effect for northern Iowa tonight, 4 to 8 inches there. A wintry mix here in the metro, a low of 33. Snow likely with blowing snow on Wednesday, 1 to 3 inches possible with a high near 34. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by AutoZone. When the temperature drops, there's nothing more reassuring than the starting power of a rugged, dependable Duralast battery. They're proven tough in the most extreme conditions, so you can get where you need to be, even in the toughest winter weather. Available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. You know you're going to be watching football this weekend. Well, here's something you're really going to like. It's a new mobile game, and it's just out. It lets you play along with the game while you're watching in real time. You get to call the plays, predict the scores, and have a ton of fun doing it. This new game is called Fire Fan, and it's literally a game changer. The name again is Fire Fan, and you can get it free right now at FireFan.com. Use the player rewards code DSM Sports. Log on to FireFan.com now and enter DSM Sports. Hey guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds and Beaver Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. Or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. Legends American Grill. With five locations across the Des Moines metro, Legends has great appetizers, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and steak. And on Wednesdays, it's Iowa Craft Beer Night with outstanding specials. For your next night out, make it legends. Just announced at Schottenkirk Chevy in Waukee. Get an additional $3,000 bonus tag rebate on select remaining new 2016s. Schottenkirk Chevy sign and drive sales event. Current Chevrolet or non-GM lessees can save big with these super bonus tag lease offers. New 2017 Chevy Cruze. Sign and drive. $149 per month lease. New Chevy Trax. Sign and drive. $195 per month lease. Schottenkirk Chevy's sign and drive event. New 2017 Equinox. Sign and drive. $239 per month lease. New 2017 Silverado 1500 Double Cab LT. Sign and drive. 285 per month lease. Eight certified pre-owned Chevy Cruises starting at 95.90. 15 certified pre-owned Equinoxes starting at 15.590. Bring in the new year with savings at Schottenkirk Chevy in Waukee, featuring 149 per month Cruises and 285 per month double cab Silverados. The sign and drive event. Schottenkirk Chevy on the west end of Hickman, Waukee. WaukeeChevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. 24 and 36 month lease, 10k per year. Resids Cruise 14957. Equinox 191125. Trax 14497. Truck 25746. All rebates to dealer. First payment plus taxes and fees due with approved credit. Centurion Stone of Iowa is proud to be the leading provider of stone veneer in Iowa. Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone with the ability to create over 200 color and patterns. If you're looking to enhance your home's interior, Centurion Stone can update your existing fireplace with a stone finish. And Centurion Stone of Iowa does business all over the state, from Dubuque to Denison, from Davenport to Des Moines. Happy New Year from Justin Luch and Joe Farron, as well as the entire staff at Centurion Stone of Iowa. And remember, it's Centurion Stone of Iowa, helping homeowners and businesses throughout the entire state. CenturionStoneofIowa.com Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, the same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier 
different financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Here on the Hawkeye Hello Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you as we are each week from 5 to 6 o'clock here. From football season through basketball season, then we take a break. And But baseball season is uh, is almost upon us, by the way, Hawkeye baseball. I think it's uh, February 17th. They, Rick Heller and, and the boys head south to South Florida to start things off. So it's not too far away from Heller Ball, and that's been fun the last couple of years. It has been. It's not really while we're on the air a whole lot, but no. uh, but it's it's been fun. So yeah, good luck to them, and they should have – they had a good young team last year came from um, – that grew up as time went on as opposed to the year before that where they were loaded with, with uh, upper-class talent. Was last year the Big Ten tournament was in Omaha, and they got – didn't they make a run to the yeah, finals? Yeah, they made it. They, and, they, and they had, I think Ohio they had State. Iowa State. They tied it late, you know, because yeah. they hadn't lost. It was that uh, baloney, see how I'm being nicer, that baloney where Iowa hadn't lost and Ohio State had, you know. And, right. But, but it was a championship game, so it was a do or die, and Ohio State got them late. That's so. the function of TV. And speaking of TV, it was yes. announced a while back that the Big Ten is going to start having football games on Friday nights. Now, Peak County, who happens to be my uh, representative in the Iowa legislature, has proposed a bill to protect the sanctity of Friday Night Lights here in Iowa uh, to the degree that no Regent school would be able to play a game on Fridays or Friday nights. Now, it says Fridays. It just says Fridays. It doesn't uh, say Friday nights. So, so that immediately takes Iowa, Nebraska on Black Friday off the table. If this bill gets out of any committee or whatever and we get to the floor and even get voted on, which I don't think it will, should be noted that Iowa State's last great win uh, was against Oklahoma State. It was on a Friday night. One of their two or three great wins of all time. (laughs) You and I know this because we were both listening to it on the way home from the Unidome because that was a high school football playoff night. Um, And judging by the picture in – Amy, who works in my office, is in my office, in her office, the picture. There were plenty of people who went to that game and yeah. had a great time and yeah. made it down to the field. You're trying to legislate something that basically might happen once every four or five years for a home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and At least at this point. And a, and a big, college football will always be played on Saturday. There there are games on Thursday for TV. There are games apparently going to be on Friday for TV. And as we all know, we got action on Tuesday and Wednesday. But TV and the Big Ten Network and ESPN and Fox and all those things provide such a huge amount of economic resources to the athletic department for the University of Iowa and to Iowa State. It is absolutely stupid to try and say, no, don't play on Fridays. We're going to keep... That's like saying we're not going to play on Sunday mornings because there's church. Which with our pastor has made the case that, that shouldn't happen, but you know, right? However, um, no, it is. It's it's. I understand. I, I get it. Right? Small towns need the revenue and all that. But look, you're not going to draw that many people away. And it, like you say, if this became an epidemic, I would you know then we can talk about it. But right now. Barta has said, okay, once every couple, three years we might at, consider it. At best. At best, you know. Um, many of the Big Ten schools are balking at the idea in the first place, saying they're just not going to play on Friday nights. So, Except I, for Rutgers and Maryland, who apparently don't have much going on well, in their well, high school Well, and, and in their high school worlds, remember out east on the East Coast, in order to avoid the violence that happens on weekend evenings, lots of, you know, negative elements happening they play a lot of high school football on saturday afternoon is that right hey they do the, particularly in uh, new york new jersey the inner city schools man they play on the out inside on saturday afternoon look at the highlights man it's daylight for all their games if you know? we think about the classic movie wildcats you'll note that almost all of those games were done during the day you will note such a thing 
Absolutely. You will note <laughs> such a thing. So anyway, it Woody doesn't make Harrell, a Woody Harrelson Pete, is Pete your County, quarterback. Right? Pete County, right? Yeah. Uh, so is he related to our mayor? Uh, that would be his uncle, I think. His uncle. Okay. Mayor, All, the mayor of Des Moines. Almost met him. Almost met him. So I sat brother, next- or Pete's dad, I believe, is Jim County, who actually founded Mediacom. Okay. Where Heritage Cable, and he was okay. amongst the beginning people. You're oh, talking about the mayor. The mayor of Des Moines. Yes. Yeah. He sat next to me on an airplane last week going out to the United States. How was your States, conversation? The United States Conference of Mayors. I, was, I sat next to him for two hours. Never talked to the man. Well, there you go. You know why? Because you live was, in Urbandale. And I had the Des Moines Register open on my lap, and I was going to the same conference, but he was too busy Well, it talking should, to the young woman next it, to him. It should be noted. That you both got on a plane in Des Moines, so having the Des Moines register on your lap should Actually, not be Actually, we did that... not. This was the flight from Chicago to D.C. This was the extra oh. leg. And I recognized him and was just dying to well, have Why to... didn't you just say, hello, Mr. Mayor? I was waiting for him just to look in my direction to give me that, that odd smile that you give to the guy sitting next to you. And then I would have started a conversation, but never happened. Anyway. You didn't even get a bump elbows? I, I mean, literally rub ne- elbows? Never. He didn't even rub elbows. Huh. No. So, I don't know what to say about that. A- anyway. Met the mayor of uh, Irvine, California. Kansas City. Met the uh, mayor of Kansas City. Very nice guy. Had uh, Kansas City Royal socks on. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I, I don't know. They were world, Fine, world champions. Uh, met a number of other mayors. It was uh, interesting in D.C. last week. Uh, real quick before we go to the break. Hawkeye women's hoops, they win two this week. First time in a while they've done that. They beat Rutgers 71-59 on the road, and at home they beat Minnesota 80-65. They're 13-7, and 4-3, and 55 RPI right now, and they're vying to try to keep that streak of, uh, I believe it's uh, 10 straight. Nine, 10. Well, it's, it'd be 10 state years in the postseason. They did not make the NCAA tournament last year. You remember they went to the NIT. They had eight straight the win NCAA, it? and they went to the win it. But uh, they're still trying to work on it. We'll see whether they have a chance. It's, uh, they're on the outside looking in right now by a pretty good stretch. But Megan Gustafson, Gustafson again, with uh, uh, makes the, all, um, the Big Ten Player of the Week honor roll. 15 of 20 shooting for the week, 38 points, and she pulls down 15 boards on the week. So she's a she's a, a bit of a good player that they've got going on there. Good good for them. Sure All right, is. we promised recruiting. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com is thinking about nothing else, and that's why we're going to grab him in the next segment and really talk for Hawkeye football We're going to talk about Marchese. We're going to talk about Marchese. We're going to talk about Parchese. We're going to talk about walk-ons galore because then not much else happening right now. And somebody choosing to go play football at UAB that didn't even play football this year instead of the University of Iowa. That's coming up on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and Mediacom. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. 1700kbgg traffic update. Taking another look at the roadways, watch out for a few trouble spots. we got an accident on the east side of town on I-8035 near the East Mixmaster. Got an accident on the south side of town at southeast 14th near Deal. The right lane's going to be blocked. And watch out for a disabled truck on the ramp from Highway 141 to westbound 8035. The rest of the metro running accident-free. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic on 95 KGGO. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. A winter storm warning remains in effect for northern Iowa tonight, 4 to 8 inches there. A wintry mix here in the metro, a low of 33. Snow likely with blowing snow on Wednesday, 1 to 3 inches possible with a high near 34. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by KFC. Are you a person who likes sharing and fried chicken? Well, of course you are. Because you like those things, you should head to KFC and get a $10 chicken share. You can share chicken with a friend, which are things you like. KFC, it's finger-licking good. AutoZone presents Peak Performance. Maximizing fuel economy, engine life, and overall engine performance doesn't take a lot thanks to fuel treatment and fluids from AutoZone. And right now, get a 5.25-ounce bottle of Lucas Fuel System Treatment for just $3.99. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner, so you can fix your car with confidence. Hoods up, America. Limited time only. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. 
That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. Looking for ways to save with your Medicare plan? Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many of the nation's plans, which could mean lower co-pays for you. So bring your prescriptions to a Walgreens pharmacy today to start saving. Walgreens at the corner of happy and healthy. Walgreens participates as a preferred network pharmacy with Aetna. Plans based on 2016 Medicare enrollment data. Walgreens participates with other plans. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for details. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. Northern Iowa started the week off right with a 2012 victory over Iowa State Friday night in Hilton Coliseum. At 133 pounds, 10th-ranked Josh Albert beat All-American Earl Hall of Iowa State 8-6 and capped the victory for the Panthers. You and I came back Sunday with a 35-4 win over Eastern Michigan. The Iowa Hawkeyes fell to Penn State 26-11 Friday night. The first loss of conference action for the Hawkeyes in snapping a 24-dual Big Ten winning streak. At 184 pounds, second-ranked Bo Nickel turned the match on its head, cradling Sammy Brooks for the pin in 38 seconds. The Hawkeyes returned to the mat Friday night with fourth-ranked Ohio State coming to Carver. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance, providing solid coverage, personal service, and saving you money. Get a quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com. Well, it's 2017, and if you're looking for a new restaurant, something different to try, and you've heard of Sonny's Pizza Bistro, what a better time. Sonny's Pizza Bistro. Homemade family recipes, sausages, meatballs, pizza, and they also have catering. Sonny's Pizza Bistro can cater your next business meeting or family gathering. You'll find them at 6594 Northwest 6. That's just west of the Woodland Hills Golf Course. Or, before you go, go online. Check them out, Sonny'sPizzaBistro.com. Sonny'sPizzaBistro.com. Click on the menu we're confident it'll find something to appeal to your taste buds sunny's pizza bistro northwest 6th in the morning when it comes to outdoor repairs at your home or perhaps your business, turn to the professionals at Spec USA in Des Moines. Spec USA, where Matt Mauser's outstanding crews provide professional concrete work, conscientious, timely, and affordable. From parking lots to porches, from the decks to your front doors, turn to Spec USA. So if it's decorative or commercial concrete that you need, one name, Spec. See their showroom at 4100 Merle Hay Road in Des Moines. SpecUSA.com Should you find yourself in the unfortunate circumstance where your marriage is ending and a divorce is becoming a real possibility, you should consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this lower-cost alternative, based upon principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to stay out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and any children they may have. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information, and he can tell you if a collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 23 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at Westtown Parkway in West Des Moines. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange for a free initial consultation. Again, this is attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150, or check him out at kozlowskilaw.com. Well, it's basketball season. Manhattan Grill in West Des Moines is a great spot for all the Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Drake Bulldogs, and the UNI Panthers. They've got the ESPN College Basketball Package, home and away every game this year, plus great food, great drinks, and drink specials every week. Manhattan Grill, formerly Limey's, on Grand Avenue in West Des Moines. Hoops action, great food, great drink specials. Make it Manhattan Grill, Grand Avenue, West Des Moines. sure i'm ready to go if there's no beer in heaven <laughs> maybe by the time we go they'll figure they'll out figure it out how to brew it and <laughs> i'm pretty sure the good lord has an idea I, how to make it i know you'd think something that brings such pleasure to so many people here on earth well and a few available. problems to 
people. Well, yeah, but you don't have the problems up there, right? I, I guess. Just, I don't know. You enjoy the beverage. I don't know. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. We're with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 and MediaCom. Uh, recruiting, 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 recruiting. We're a week away. A week from tomorrow is uh, signing day. And on the phone with us now, Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com, who he and his squad have it covered like a blanket. Uh, even though, Tom, right now, I think we are in the midst, somebody else said it today, but I think we are in the midst of one of the more confusing recruiting seasons I can remember in quite some time, just based on the fact that we actually have a, a, a kid decide to, this morning, Thomas Johnson out of Alabama, who was going to choose between Iowa and Ole Miss and Arkansas, chooses UAB, who didn't even play football this year and only has four games scheduled next year. At that point in time, I threw my hands up in the air and just decided, not sure whether it's worth it or not to follow this anymore. <laughs> it was one of the. This has been one of the crazier recruiting cycles. I'll say that it's just been. It's been weird from an Iowa perspective, just because they got off to such a great start. When you get up and you get all the kids from Texas, and you're sitting there in July, and you think. Boy, this is really going well. And then all those Texas kids are pretty much gone. Um, you know, they just couldn't get any momentum going again. And then you had a weird thing like this, and you've had all the controversy with the official visit policy, and um, you know the Eno story that you know in part led to the dismissal of two assistant coaches. Um, it's just been bizarre. It's a bizarro world is what it is. It's like the Seinfeld episode, the bizarro world. So it's, that's where I'm going to stick with. Worlds colliding. <laughs> well, they did get one kid today, a uh, Henry Marchese. Marchese. Um, I, I got to admit, Tom, uh, I don't remember his father, but he, apparently he's, he's a legacy from Harrisburg. We've got we to gotta take him, right? But uh, a two-star receiver, um, uh, uh, we did get commitment from today. Yeah, do we dub him then uh, Flounder or something like I, that? I think so. We're That's gonna... the best I could come up with, yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, have to come up with a nickname. Yeah, receiver out of the Chicago area. Um, I think it's probably fair to say he's a, he's a, a fallback kind of recruit. He has some Mac offers and. Um, they've been recruiting him for a while. I remember seeing him at a couple. He's a, a fallback kind of recruit. He has some Mac offers, and um, they've been recruiting him for a while. I remember seeing him at a couple games this year uh, when they brought in a bunch of guys. Um, didn't know if he would get an offer or not, but um, they need they need an infusion of something at wide receiver. And you know, with Jonathan Parker leaving today, there's another receiver gone. Um, so they've they've just really got to get an infusion of of anything to play wide receiver next year. So you you hope this kid works out. You hope they can get a Marcetti kid out of uh, New Jersey, and then obviously you hope they can Oliver. reel in the elusive Oliver Martin from Iowa City West. He is elusive. Uh, if he's if he is is elusive on the football field as, as he, is, he is in the recruiting process, he's going to have a fine career. How is the Marsetti kid not committed after saying, "Okay, I'm down to Iowa and Rutgers, and I'm no longer going to look at Rutgers," but is not committed to Iowa yet? Why Iowa yet? I think it's just all part of the process that he feels like he has to go through um, with. Uh, ending his recruitment with Rutgers and let them know that he's kind of opening things up. And, um, you know, maybe there's some other school that's trying to get a last-minute visit out of him. I mean, this is just, it's the loony time of the year. when And this last weekend is just the height of all craziness. And um, it's just going to get crazier and crazier every year. And, you know, next year we'll have probably some craziness in December if they pass this legislation to uh, open up a December period and just it, it's gonna it just every year I think it might get a little saner it just gets crazier 
<laughs> gut feeling from you on. Let me, I'm just going to throw names and give me some, some gut feelings. Running back Kaishan Bryan, uh, who has a number of high level offers committed to South Carolina, but looking around and looking at Iowa. Gut feeling on him? I think um, either he or um, uh, the other kid from Michigan um, uh, are one of those two running backs they'll get. I, I don't know which Johnson. one they okay. have prioritized, but they're going to pick up one of those. I think they'd rather have Bryant um, just because I, I think he's more the dynamic type athlete. Tight end Kurt Raftel, uh, who had been uh, committed to Indiana, Coaching change there. Looking around, LSU is a possibility, but Iowa right there. Yeah, that that one's hard to say because he has not talked to anybody, and that's why I kind of thought, well, maybe he's he's a kid that's going to pop up here and and make a decision. But he seems to be intent on going to LSU this weekend, um, make one final visit, and I would think it's Iowa or Nebraska for him. I know. Um, you know, as we've talked to some of the kids that were there, they thought that he might have been the most likely to commit to Iowa um, just based on what he was saying and what his parents were saying. So he may be in fairly decent shape with him, I think. Defensive back Trey Kramer, Minnesota commit, said he wasn't going to take any more visits because it would might uh, tick off P.J. Fleck, ended up at Iowa City anyway this weekend. Thoughts? Um, if the Minnesota offer is gone, then he's going to probably end up at Iowa. And uh, I, I think that would be his best option, unless he finds someplace else that he's going to go visit this weekend. And you never know. There's guys that are going to show up places, and you go, oh, wow, didn't think he'd be going there. And, um, you know, and this weekend for Iowa, this is their big bringing all the commits that they can weekend, including five-star A.J. Epinesa is going to be in town, too. Well, he was uh, rather dominant in the Polynesian Bowl, a high school all-star game, where he was the defensive MVP. You would think that maybe you hope that the guys start selling each other, like Eno was yeah, early, some, uh, early on. Yeah. That's just not A.J.'s personality that's not that he doesn't have a really outgoing personality because he does he's he's really pretty fun guy to be around but he's just he's not the guy that goes out and says you need to come with us he kind of he's more laid back he's more the island guy kind of you know just kind of hanging out hang loose he's not a (laughs) um he's not a a kind of salesman type person like like Eno is. They seem determined to give a scholarship to a punter. Uh, we've got four of them on the list here. <laughs> All of them look really good on paper, Tom. Which one uh, are they going to choose? That's a good question, because you would think that whoever they're going on is going to get an invitation to come in town this weekend on an official visit, would be right. my guess, unless... Unless they're just going to wait until the last minute, see where they sit with scholarships, if they can reel some extra guys in, and then you know maybe not give them a scholarship or, or give it to them at the last minute, and then um, bring them in later for an official. Um, but at, at this point, we haven't heard anything about one of those punters coming in for an official this weekend. Ryan Stonehouse, Joe Doyle, Bill Rudenwright, and Brad Robbins. Somebody had an awesome video at a punting camp. I thought it was the Doyle kid that had that just could rocket it. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but it was pretty, it was actually interesting to watch if you are into punting. You know, locally, uh, Cole Hahn from West Point Valley is going to walk on as a kicker, which now puts as the, theorized on this uh, uh, show on this last very, week on yes. this very show. Yeah, um, with. Which I think puts the kicking count for actual kickers at like five. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you, you know, got... some, somebody tweeted at me yesterday when we tweeted out the link to Cole Han. They tweeted back at me a picture of uh, Cole Han shoes. Oh, <laughs> the, the brand of shoes, and so I theorized maybe that the Cole Han shoe brand should get into the kicking shoe kicking uh-huh. uh, kicking, uh, kicking shoe business go. and maybe make him his own customized uh, 
uh, kicker shoes. With, uh, he's with, he's huh? he's got a big leg. He's got the leg. He he he's he's at least got the leg to give you the touchbacks on every kickoff. Right. That and as we know, Iowa has gone with that that platoon system before. Uh, but it reminds you of Marshall Keene a couple of years ago, where that's where he started out, and then suddenly he was, you know, doing the other thing. I feel bad, yeah, you know, you feel bad if there's a kid like Racinos who might end up being on the outside looking in. But I, I, I think we're going to see Cole Hahn step through to be a, a, one of those guys that that uh, we see on the field quite a bit. We'll see, but you know, I, I he's a confident he, you know, kid too. Yeah, um, uh, that brings me to a little bit of a discussion. They're building. Quite a, a crop of walk-ons, preferred walk-ons, Tom, and um, a lot of them here from the state of state of Iowa. And, but I think they've got they're up to one, two, three, four, Six. eight or nine by now. Easily's the JUCO wide receiver, of course. Ben Campos from uh, from Valley here. Jack Callenberger, the brother of uh, the other Callenberger kid, who's going to be on. <laughs> no way. The brother, yeah, no way. <laughs> who's going to be on scholarship? Keegan Gloss, both those guys out of Bettendorf. Yale Van Dyne, who's the brother of uh, of uh, Harry Van Dyne that they did not get, who ended up going to Minnesota. Uh, Tommy Harrion, a quarterback out of Illinois, and today Bryce Schulte, a quarterback from Xavier. All of them uh, walking on, and a number of them, of course, could move into any different position. But uh, this is this is interesting. It's 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 been a good year for recruiting in Iowa as far as the the number of actual D one recruits, and a lot of these kids feel like they've got a chance to make a difference. They do, and you look at the history of the Iowa program, and those guys have a chance to earn a scholarship. You've seen that just in this off season. With Brady Ross getting put on scholarship, you have um, uh, Kevin Ward getting on scholarship, Jake Gervas uh, going on scholarship. Well, there's just three guys just since the start of this semester that have earned a scholarship uh, to play football after walking on, and that's I think that's always one of the more underappreciated accomplishments of. Uh, a kid who walks on is just, I mean, that's got to be just like the coolest moment ever. I remember talking to guys in the past, the Considine, guys like that, about that, and they just said that one of the best phone calls they ever made was the one to tell their parents that they don't have to pay for school anymore. And uh, it's got to be a pretty cool moment for those kids. Well, well, uh, things are going to develop over the next week, and at this point, if we truthfully can tell you, we have no idea. One of these guys could end up deciding to go play football for right. some division uh, two team that you know with with only that that's uh, maybe eight man division two football. There you go. For, you know, over Iowa for for all we know. So before we let you go, Tom, you had to do champagne tomorrow. I will not be. I've got uh, another engagement tomorrow night, um, so I will not be um, be headed over there. Late start, so it's uh, kind of yeah. tough for me to get back and handle my uh, father duties in the morning. Understand, understand. So do you think that the Hawks get one win or two this week in a basketball? Um, zero. <laughs> I kind of think one. I think Illinois is going to, you know, that's, this is, it's becoming kind of do or die for John Gross down there, and he might already be a dead man walking. I mean, I think they're going to have to go on a heck of a run because from what I've heard, if he didn't make the NCAA tournament this year, that uh, he's going to be replaced. So um, they've got to find, um, if, if Iowa can squeak out two wins, then maybe they're back in, you know, kind of at least, the heartbeat of that NCAA bubble is is at least beating still, but uh, it's just going to take so much for them to make the tournament this year, um, and, and I just don't see it. And uh, you know, God bless the people who keep thinking that maybe it's going to happen, but I, I just don't see it right now. All right, Tom. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, big national signing day coming up, and you'll be all over it. Get everybody out there to HawkeyeReport.com and follow Tom's website, and you can find out. All the good stuff about that. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, guys. Illinois tomorrow night, 8.06 p.m. on BTN. And then uh, Saturday, 7.05, an ev- Saturday evening game What's against Ohio last, State. Uh, Iowa hasn't had a Saturday on night. On ESPN2. On the Deuce. On the Deuce. Not the Take Ocho.
On the, not, not the Ocho. And then, on the Deuce. Then next Tuesday, right after the Hawkeye Huddle, uh, at, at Rutgers. So a, a run of game in Nebraska at home after that. There's a, That's a Super Bowl Sunday. Game. Oh, I wonder where we'll be watching that. Hmm. I already know. Uh, I do, too. Y- your wife RSVP'd. You're yeah, coming thanks, over. Thanks. So... <clears throat> It just puts a little extra onus on the uh, on the. Uh, the last time I remember the Hawks playing on Super Bowl Sunday, they played the Fab Five, and beat them. Uh, no, we played two years ago on Super Bowl Sunday at Illinois and beat the snot out of them. And we talked about how good Iowa was while we watched the Super Bowl, and then they went on a losing streak. And there you have it. But <laughs> they won at Illinois that day. That's right. But this is a run of games Iowa can have. Let's uh, let's give it our, our Templeton Rye last call. Brought to you by Templeton Rye, the good stuff from the uh, uh, recipe. Born in the tiny town of Templeton, Iowa, Al Capone's favorite. We always throw that in there. Why not? Why would it you? was? I've, I've been enjoying a bottle of that. I, I thought lately. you'd slowed down. Oh boy! Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. it was on the weekend. It was a weekend. Well, there you go. You just you just enjoyed it on the weekend. Let what what do you got for me this week? I, I mean, I think they beat Ohio State on Saturday night. I I've watched Illinois play like two games, um, and I listened to one. They were playing uh, Purdue last week and just got smoked at Purdue, but that is not uncommon. Uh, Iowa, Penn State, and Illinois have all gotten crushed over there. Um, I think tomorrow is going to be a tough game. I'm kind of with Tom on this. I'm going to go, we lose to add Illinois and beat the Ohio State University. If uh, if you give me Peter Jack healthy, I think Iowa wins this game tomorrow night. I I think they do. I think Illinois is reeling, and I think they're under pressure, and there's all kinds of issues over there. But um, if you don't get the production out of them where you get 20 points. I think you're you're fighting to get a few extra points here and there, and, and I fa- find it difficult. Now, I really like the way that these guys are stepping in, so you never know, but uh, I think you're right. I think that's a tough one. Ohio State on Sunday, I think Iowa wins that one rather easily. Ohio State's uh, at a point where Iowa can, can get that one done. One of my favorite games ever was the 85 double overtime down 21 at Illinois. Roy Marble brought them back. Uh, and Iowa won that game on the way to the... 26. That was an awesome game. I was working at Target. <laughs> oh, inventing the cat, the uh, and, caddy? Yeah, inventing the caddy. The and caddy. I spent a lot of time that evening in front of the televisions back in the... <laughs> I'm in a home appliances this section. What, what are you doing? Somebody spilled something back here. i got to clean it up. I remember it was an incredible comeback. Went home and watched it all on the VCR. There you go. First you taped it, then you took. Then it. I took it. Thanks everybody. First Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Trent video for Dave Creighton Jr. I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here for the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 MediaCom. And-